This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. favorite murder the mini sewed there you it's mini there you go here's a little podcast <laughs> let me tell it'll, you a story it'll it's gonna draw your eye away from current events mm-hmm. and delve you into world yep. into a world that's less scary it's 25 25 minutes of of not doom scrolling and then you're right back into it do you want to go first this week oh, just to change it up my goodness sure i'd love to um, Wait, would you always love to when you just offer it to me? I don't give a shit ever. Great. Good. <laughs> Fucking thank God, because it's been five years. No. Um, my great, great grandfather was a murderer! Exclamation oh, mark. Okay. Hey, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and all pets. I'm 13. <laughs> and my mom got me hooked on your podcast during quarantine. Mom. 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 Please. We need to talk to you in the hallway. <laughs> yes, I am one of those young murderinos, and all my friends think I'm super weird. Yay. Yay! Since I've started listening, I've debated whether or not to send these stories, but just but I decided I should. Mm-hmm. I was looking through old photo albums one day and came across a really old photo dating back to 18, <laughs> the eighteen nineties. Oh, I thought she was going to fucking say 2003 and I was going to slap her through her (laughs) earphones. No, we're in the 1890s. Right. This this 13-year-old knows what they're talking about. That's right. From my dad's side of the family, when I asked him about who it was and how we related to the people, he casually replied that the woman was his great-grandmother, Inez, and her husband, Raphael. Inez is a great name, isn't it? Inez, uh-huh. yeah. Then he... This is Paco and his wife, Inez. Inez. <laughs> That's from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, everyone. In case right, you don't that's know. That's right. Uh, There's no basement in the Alamo. There's no basement <laughs> in the Alamo. Uh, he then goes on to say that Inez's father had killed her mother. I sat in shock for about a full second before demanding that he tell me the story. Oh, you little 13-year-old. <laughs> 13 year old gonna write that's right actually it's a really well written email the story goes that when Inez was about one years old she was living in Scotland with her father and mother her father was very jealous and possessive and wouldn't allow the mother to be gone from his side for long her mother had decided that she would take the baby to see her side of the family and so she got on a carriage without telling her husband the ride was a long one, and so when she was going to arrive home from her trip, it had been a full day. She arrived back home with Inez in her arms, and when she walked through the door, she was promptly shot. <gasps> Turns out that Inez's father thought her mother was having an affair and that she'd been out with him all day. To punish her, he shot her with her one-year-old with one-year-old Inez in her arms. Oh God! Inez's mother died, and the family of Inez's mother were very worried that the father would end up killing her too. So they changed her last name 
Then the family sent her out on the next ship to the Americas with a couple of servants escorting her. She ended up in Mexico and her last name was changed again to Stark. Due to how long ago this occurred and the fact that her name was changed twice, my family has no information on what her actual last name was and what her father and mother's names were. So she just fucking got sent away and they lost track of some powerful grandmother was like, no more of this. Yeah. And then and then think of how expensive probably that 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 um, boat ride was. But yet she sent the servants along, too. So it's like. If you have servants in the 1800s, you probably own that boat, right? (laughs) That's right. Out of my way, they say, as they bring Baby Inez on board. (laughs) And then it says, Baby Inez on board. It has a little sticker on the back of the boat. Poor baby. We also have a we also have a great creepy neighbor story. At our previous house, our next door neighbor was an elderly single man. He was nice enough to us, but didn't go out of the house often. My dad wanted to cut down some bushes that separate our houses and asked the neighbor one day if it was okay if he was okay with us cutting them down. He said to my dad, "I don't care. Those are old bushes and I like young bush, if you know what I mean." <laughs> it says in all caps, "Gag." anyway thanks for keeping me entertained during quarantine stay sexy and don't get murders zita when zita z-i-t-a it's it's z-i-r-a-h-u-e-n and then they spelled it phonetically z-e-e dash d-a dash w-h-e-n so zita when i think is the entire first name yeah whoa yeah it's cool right or yes. maybe it's Zidawin, but I, I'm not positive and I apologize for that. That's the thing is there people will often spell something out to you phonetically, yeah. but they won't do it like a dictionary. Correct. If you want to really give someone the phonetic spelling of yeah. something, put the part that you're supposed to accent in all caps. Yeah. Now, Zidawin, I'm sorry to even mention a correction to you because that was a beautifully written email. And you're 13. Two great stories. That's right. And also you ended on some solid comedy. I yes. mean, just good stuff. Do you know what I love with ha- with how to say it is sounds like what I, you know, and then sounds like like a like a you know a word. What what does like, Zita win sound? <laughs> I don't know. So never mind. That didn't work. <laughs> but in general, you're saying as in, is a better as a rule, if possible, please. All right, you go. Could you <laughs> Zita win on your next email that you send us, and you're going to for the next. Mm-hmm. We're gonna flag your and, name in. Uh, Gmail. At least until you're uh, able to drive, and then you won't, you won't care about us anymore. That's right. You, you'll be going, living your life. Yeah. It's nice to spend quarantine with you, Zita One. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, and I'm sorry that you're 13. Yeah, it's a rough because one. My niece, my niece just turned 14. Right. And today I had a real profound moment as I was doing the dishes, thinking. Oh my God. When I was 13, I, it was like, I just didn't want to exist anymore. Oh no, not was, at everything all. was so terrible, so terrible and confusing. And you had and so many more years stuck as a fucking kid. You, yeah. There were so many years ahead of you that like before you could get out of your town or your home or your life. But you also started to realize like the simplicity of like riding your bike or uh, you know playing three flies up in the street all that stuff. That was fading. You're still a kid yeah. and you still like it but you're not it's not cool anymore. You're not supposed no. to so you have to do this and that. And that's why when they said oh my friends think I'm weird. 
the best thing in the world yeah. that can happen to you at that age is to be the weird one. Yep. Get used to it because when you're 19, the weird one rules. That's right. Trust me on this one. That's right. You can the either weird, have a the normal, weird one's the visionary. You can have a normal childhood or you can be funny. So congratulations. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's my favorite. You want to be cool at parties? Or do you want to be? Then yeah. Take the hit. That's take right. the hit now while you can. Yeah, weird is good. Pain is better. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, go. Hello, Emma. Oh, this says, I survived-esque adventure. Hmm. Hello, MFM crew and assorted pets. I love your podcast and can't wait, can't wait until live shows are a thing again. Mm. <laughs> what was your noise? Mm. What did your noise mean? It was noncommittal. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend has already promised to get tickets as soon as you're in Portland, Oregon again. Oh. Oh. Hopefully very soon. Someone said that uh, we owe it to Georgia to go there. Uh, our first stop on our next tour when it's ever allowed again. After Did the, they say why? After the big win that they got for us in the House what and Senate. It? Oh, to Georgia the state. Yeah. I thought you meant you as a person. <laughs> I was like, I thought you meant we they we owe it to you as a person to go to Portland, <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> I was just like, what? The, why? Uh, what happened there? See, I'm so used to seeing, like the past <laughs> couple months, I'm so used to seeing my name used as a place that it doesn't even occur to me anymore. That's my name that they mean. <laughs> but for, I think for you, it was like, what? You? <laughs> but you know what? That's like, now that I know what's happening, agree 1000%. How about we just go to Atlanta and do like two weeks there? Great. Great. End of story. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Enough pandering on to the story. I used to live in a small city in central Washington that's a major hub for drugs for the Pacific Northwest. Fun. I lived in the area most of my life, so I didn't think anything of stopping for gas on my way home in a somewhat shady area at 11 p.m. I'm going to guess Eureka. No, that's California. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. I'm tired today. <laughs> Real tired today. Okay, But you know what? If you had to guess any city in the United States... What city would you guess? Uh, uh, that does that mean Eureka. Eureka. <laughs> While I'm pumping my gas and spacing out, thinking about my to-do list for the next day, a guy walks up to me and asks for a ride. Mm -mm. I never have trouble saying fuck politeness and told him no. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, he then pulled out a fucking six-inch <gasps> knife and said, you're going to give me a ride. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not trying to get stabbed tonight. I had a toddler and an infinite home, and I asked where were we going and got in the car? Wow. My thought was maybe if I comply, he'll either let me go or I'll find a way to get away. He directs me to a super seedy motel in the worst part of town, holding the knife to my side the whole time. Holy shit. At that point, I was sure this was how I was going to die. I parked the car and he got out as he turned back to the car to grab his backpack and order me out of the car. Three men came out of nowhere like avenging crackhead angels and jumped the kidnapper. I didn't hear much of what they said, but it sounded like the kidnapper owed them money. Uh -huh. I saw my opportunity, tossed the dude's backpack out of my car and sped the fuck out of there. The oh, my <laughs> God. The craziest part of the story to me is that I got like six blocks away and pulled into a parking lot to call 911. The fucking 911 operator tells me that's really not a good area to pick people up in. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. Did I miss? Did you miss the part about the knife? I got home to my babies and then had a full on panic oh, attack. Yeah. Thanks for reading. Stay sexy and don't stop for gas in the bad part of town in the middle of the night. Yeah. Jody. Jody. Wow. I want to make it. That's harrowing. I'm so glad you made that out well alive and 
great job, quick thinking. Can I make a suggestion for, for everyone in the future? Mm-hmm. Uh, toss that guy your keys and get and get the fuck out of here take just say take the car now what if you had just gotten one of those mercedes uh, military like vehicles that cost two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> then hopefully you have really good insurance too <laughs> oh true that's right because you can replace a car right and then Very if you smart. had taken the keys and thrown them in the other direction you could have run the other he would have gone for the keys not you but May I make a non-judgmental counter to that suggestion, Please. which is now you're in the bad part right. of town with no car right. at 11 o'clock at night. You're right. And I, when I pump gas, I leave my purse in the car so you wouldn't have your phone either. Right. Yeah, same. Right, so scratch all. <laughs> scratch any suggestions. Do what you got to do. ever make. And we're, we're, this isn't, listen, we're not advice, professional advice givers. So we take no responsibility for your actions also this is an i survived story it's not esque it's a straight up i survived story and jody you did it yourself so we have nothing to say (laughs) we have nothing we don't want to be the 911 operator to you at this point i'm being bossy and judgmental and (laughs) what i like the 911 operator is basically saying like i don't know if you should go around picking people up or just like i'm not are they allowed to be like you shouldn't have done that i don't think i don't we are maybe they were new we are podcasters yeah and we're friends with jody yeah okay this one's called ghosts and the nashville bombing hey mfm i'm sure you've heard about the bombing that took place in downtown nashville on christmas morning yes uh it was another huge shock to our city and and though thankfully no lives were lost our most historic block of buildings was destroyed when I first moved to Nashville seven-ish years ago, I worked as a tour guide on 2nd Avenue in the same buildings that are now crumbling. I was a ghost tour guide, so I knew a lot of the history of that street and a whole lot about its spooky residents. Doesn't it? Doesn't I was a ghost tour guide mean that? Doesn't it sound like she gives tours to ghosts? Or that she's a ghost that oh. gives tours? <laughs> I was <laughs> switcheroo. I had died at the time. I, I thought I'm it, back now. <laughs> I thought I'd share a story from my tour days in honor of our city. One of the spookiest places we stopped at on the tours was a bar called Benchmark, temporarily closed, but planning to reopen as soon as they can. The upstairs area was once an apartment over a carriage building business where a a married couple lived. I don't remember the exact dates, but think early to mid 1800s. One day, the wife was discovered dead at the foot of the stairs uh, leading up from the apartment to the bottom floor. Though police could never prove that the husband did it, many people assumed he had pushed her down the stairs. Mm. However, on one of my tours, I had a woman come up to me at the first stop and tell me she was a medium. (gasps) Apparently, her extended family had thought the ghost tour would be fun for her and her husband and bought them tickets as a gift. But she was clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. She would tell me what she saw after each stop. But I took it with a grain of salt. After all, there was no way I could prove if she was telling the truth. When we reached Benchmark, I told the story as usual, including the part where uh, many of the bar's employees had seen the spirit of the husband standing at the top of the staircase. When I was finished, the medium lady came up to me again. She informed me that the man had told her that he didn't push his wife. And the reason he hung around at the top of the staircase was because he was still overcome with guilt that he hadn't been there when she fell. Oh, I was about to take that with a grain of salt as well. But then she paused and added, also, that isn't where the staircase originally was. It was in the center of the building, not on the right side where it is today. 
I was taken aback by that and ended up asking my bosses about it later. Turns out she was right. Mm -hmm. And there was no way she could have known that without scouring old building records like my bosses had. After that, whenever I would tell the story of the man and his wife at Benchmark, I would always include the bit about the medium in that tour group. I wanted to make sure that everyone else gave his spirit the benefit of the doubt, too. This year, Nashville has survived a deadly tornado, the loss of our tourism economy, briefly being the COVID capital of the world and now a bombing. But through everything, it's amazed me how the people of the city have come together again and again to pick up, to pick each other back up. We are Nashville strong and we'll get through this too. Thank you so much for all you do with this podcast and this community, providing a bright spot when we need it most. Stay sexy and respect your local bar ghosts. Rachel from Nashville. Wow. I know. I love that. It's like a tribute and a cool ghost story all in one. That last part kind of did make me well up a little bit yeah. because I do remember the Nashville tornado, which was just insanity, yeah. like out of nowhere. Devastated. I mean, that's that's kind of tornadoes for you. But um, yeah, that's quite a series of disasters to happen. Definitely. And, you know, it, it's true that the 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 Christmas Day bombing kind of like came in and out of the news because there's been so right. much other insane shit happening where it's just like yeah that just because no one died doesn't mean that wasn't a huge huge awful terrorist event that happened yeah. in nashville and it's good i love that she wrote that in to say that people are picking each other up yeah and so we're going to georgia portland nashville i do love yeah. that we've been there a couple of times it's fucking oh. cool as shit that city that that audience that we got to have uh-huh. At the Grand Old Opera. Oh what a night. God. What a night. What, a what an audience. Night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, That was also making me think. I, I kind of love that the... Because, yeah, it's like, oh, the classic story is like the reason... You know, there's ghosts and it's because there was a murder or right. something. And they're like haunting because whatever. Yeah. But then, yeah. But normally it would be because you, it would be the victim right. that would be the ha- haunting. Right. So I was kind of like, interesting that if it would be the murderer and then it's like, because it's not the murderer. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. He's there because he wants everyone to give him the credit that he <laughs> didn't kill his wife. Yeah. Or take the credit away. Right. He's been given. Um, there's a new series on Netflix. I was trying to find the actual title while you're wrapping that up. Um, and it is. Hmm, eh, it's basically about whether or not there's life after death. And Ooh. it's really fascinating. It's really fascinating. And it starts with this woman telling a story. This is spoiler. But it starts with this woman telling a story about um, kayaking down some river in like, I think it was Costa Rica or Mm -hmm. somewhere. And they were out in the middle of nowhere in this beautiful area. And she um, they went around this curve and they were supposed to go to the right. And somehow she got blocked and she had to go to the left and she went Mm -hmm. over a waterfall in a kayak, Mm -hmm. got pinned 10 feet underwater, was basically folded in half and then she was dead for 30 minutes. No, I don't think you can do that. The only reason that her body was recovered is because one of the other people went down, saw her life jacket and went to get it thinking her husband might want it as a, you know, remembrance of her. And then he, he brushed by her body floating in the water. They pulled her out. She was like purple and drowned. They try to resuscitate her. They start resuscitating her. She can hear people yell. She describes where she went and it's awesome. Yeah. It's great to watch people do that. And, but she can hear someone gang going, stay with me, stay with me. They, they, 
um, they work on her. They put her on a kayak and then they carry her out of the jungle. And there she she was like, it, we were so far away from yeah. any city or any uh, anything. They come up out of the jungle. There's an ambulance sitting what? there. And she's like, the odds of it are just yeah. zero because yeah. it's it, like. It's, and she didn't and have that's any how, brain damage because not having any oxygen not, she was, to your brain is. They said she she was she herself is a spinal surgeon. Holy she goes, fuck. you would have zero percent chance of not having brain damage for going it, for living yeah, at all. But then like not having three brain damage minutes is enough is is the bad. And she was dead for 30 minutes and came back. OK, what's is it called? Ne- it's called surviving death. Whoa. Okay. Surviving death. And so it starts with people with near death experiences, but then there's a couple, there's a couple episodes that, um, deal with mediums and people who, uh, and it's just really beautiful because there's tons of people who have lost and people like spirits and, to, and stuff. They go to mediums to, to just okay. ask how people are and then they, get really good answers okay, okay. and it's that kind of thing it just makes you feel i love better. it i'm into it i can deal with that okay more than yeah than i death. think it's pretty it's pretty up and positive okay 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 you go uh, the title is a giveaway so we'll just start with sup kg <laughs> i don't like that <laughs> yeah we're it's like we're one person when my parents were on their third date they went out to eat and went back to my dad's apartment at illinois state university to meet some friends they walked in the open front door and saw two men with masks on raiding their drawers and my dad's roommate on the couch not moving <gasps> the robbers were armed so my parents did as they were told and joined my dad's other roommate sitting on the ground and they were tied up my mom said she remembers her hands were tied with a 70s beaded belt she could easily get out of, but she humored them. Mm. The robbers took what they wanted and finally left, and my parents rushed over to my dad's roommate on the couch. He then woke up from his nap. No. He he had simply slept through the entire robbery. It sounds like me. <laughs> it sounds like something I would do. For real. Oh, my am- God. He and my dad are still best friends. I don't think they ever caught the thieves, but my parents have a good story from it. And lucky for me, they stuck together. Thanks for keeping us sane this year. I appreciate the vulnerability it takes for you to open up like you do. Stay sexy and sleep through your robberies, (laughs) Emma. I don't think I would ever trust myself again. If that I could handle (laughs) like a scary situation, it'd be like, you are you are worthless in a situation. (laughs) But you're not worthless. You're simply asleep. Yeah. It's not your fault. That's right. You're a heavy sleeper. That's true. It's more you every time you went to take a nap, you'd have to turn to somebody else in the room and be like, Can you watch my sticks for about forty five yeah. minutes? Oh my Because I'm gonna be I'm gonna leave the planet right now. <laughs> That's so funny. That was a perfect little story. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Okay, this one's called Hometown Scam Story, which we had just asked for scam stories, remember? Love a scam. Yeah, and this one starts maybe the best way. It just starts, bruh. <laughs> B-R-U-H. Bruh. Like when you're about to tell us. You're not going to believe this. Okay. Y'all asked for scam stories in episode 254, so here we go. 
A few years ago, I was working for a sports bar and grill. A guy we'll call Tanner got promoted to the front of house manager. Only a few weeks after his promotion, he was suddenly fired. It's a restaurant. So the secret story, of course, spread like wildfire. So what happened? Tanner was closing up the restaurant one night when a phone call came in. He answered and immediately closed and locked the door to the office. He only opened the door to tell everyone else who was still there to go home as soon as they were done closing. Apparently, someone posing as a government agent convinced Tanner to take all of the money in the restaurant, over $5,000, go to the Mm -hmm. Circle K across the street, turn all of the money into gift cards, and give the guy the card numbers. This, of course, was a scam. It was a scam. The FBI doesn't work through the Circle K. (laughs) Or or gift cards. (laughs) Well, hold on. There's there's more. There's a twisty. Tanner was fired immediately the next morning, of course. And then all caps. But wait. Oh, Tanner's now ex-girlfriend told us the real story. Tanner had apparently gotten into some serious debt with Coke dealers. He took all the money from the restaurant to pay his debts. Then he made up the bogus scam story to try to save his job. Tanner was not a bright person. (laughs) You fool. You would have made that amount of money in a month with your new salary. Working in food service was harrowing and definitely took a few years off my life. But at least it was always entertaining. Now I'm a few months away from graduating with my master's degree in education and becoming a certified high school math teacher. Give wow. us, give a teacher in your life some love. They all need it right now. Amen. Uh, then it says, stay sexy and don't do too much coke. Jim Jam. <laughs> Jim Jam. And then it says they, them, theirs. Jim Jam? Jim Jam. <laughs> Jim Jam. I want to party with Jim Jam. Jim Jam. We appreciate Don't do too much that. coke. No, don't do too much coke. <laughs> Oh, so basically the Circle K gift card story was a scam in and of itself. Now I'm questioning our friend. It was actually friend's parents that had that scam going. Maybe they were fucking lying to him and they went to like Boca Raton with his his childhood or his savings. I I actually uh, have a friend who told just texted me, said the same thing happened. Uh And that because she had been listening to the show and we were talking about this this element of uh, most scams these days right. is they rush you yes they make they they say you have it to do it right now. now you have to do it right now and this this happened to her and she literally did it and got all these <gasps> itunes gift cards oh. like this crazy and she was like it happened so fast it, it like it, it was just kind of amazing that one a person i actually knew yeah, like and was a younger, a not an that. old person who doesn't get you. no uh I'm not, I'm not going to read you the subject okay. line once again. Hello, Gales. And then, and then there's a little smiley face, but used with the brackets. So it's like a big yeah. square smile. Cute. And then it says, that's the way my mama has always said girls. Jokingly, of course. My mom does that too. I love Gales? that. Yeah, Gales. Gales. I think it's from like Gales? a play or something. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, when I was 12 years old, I was having a sleepover at my friend's house. We grew up in rural area Apple. Appalachia. Mm -hmm. So sleepovers consisted and they did give me a phonetic. But do I need the phonetic? No, you fucking don't. Carol, no. No, I Carol. Did I just call you Carol? I did. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) I'm so tired. I'm sorry. (laughs) It has been a long weekend. No, you didn't, Carol. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anyone named Carol. What the fuck? That's like your way of like, go girl, but it's Carol. You go, Carol. You go, Carol. Okay. (laughs) 
We grew up in rural Appalachia, so sleepovers consisted of roaming around outside. <laughs> yep, this is just like Petaluma. Walking through open cow pastures, yep, splashing around in nearby creeks, and literally just walking around outside in general. <laughs> That's my entire childhood. I love it. My friend's house was close to an old cemetery school. Sorry, my friend's house was... <laughs> Jesus, what were they doing out there in Appalachia? <laughs> my friend's house was close to an old elementary school. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> it's more accurate. No, there's hardly any little skeletons at this school <laughs> that, that was turned into a small community center. We would always hang out there because they had super old playground equipment and there was literally nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. We were hanging out by a Pepsi vending machine like a 1950s NYC street gang (laughs) (laughs) when this old rinky dink car drives by slowly. About two minutes later, he drives by again. He proceeded to do this two more times and then he stopped. To my 12 year old self, he looked 60, but in reality, he was probably about 30 (laughs) or 34 to 34 years old. He had brown hair and a five o'clock shadow. He was wearing a brown jacket. He asked us to come over to his car because he had a question. Mm-hmm. We just stared at him and he started to take off his seatbelt. Well, I guess my SSDGM kicked in because the first thing out of my mouth was, no, you pervert. <laughs> he could, you could tell he was surprised by my reaction, but that made him more insistent. And he asked again. My friend yelled, I don't want to get tetanus from that POS co- you call a car. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck? You mouthy little Follow- kids. You're my best yep. friends. Followed by my. I don't care if you're lost or whatever it is. You're weird and weird looking and we're not helping you. <laughs> this, yes. if I, okay, listen, I don't really want kids, but if I were guaranteed this these little fucking mouthy kids, Hell yes. I would do it. This is this is it. <laughs> His face changed instantly. He got angry and then offended. He started putting his seatbelt back on and my friend said, bye, loser. (laughs) He sped away and we never saw him again. To this day, I like to imagine he cried as he drove off knowing two 12-year-old girls just owned his ass. This event seemed minor to me as a young girl, but now as a 24-year-old mom to a little girl, I realized that the event could have ended much differently. However, I'm glad my mama inadvertently taught me that when it comes to men, be a bitch first and apologize later. (laughs) When you grow up in areas like ours, you tend to have a mouth on you. Shrugs. (laughs) The word shrugs and asterisks. Shrugs. Stay sexy and remember that bullying is never okay unless it's to a potential abductor in a piece of shit car. Love, Charlie. Wow. <laughs> wow. I love You're weird and weird looking. They're right. And here's they're right that something's wrong with him. And here's why. If the child, the first thing that they yell at you is pervert, you don't continue to talk to them because they're scared no. of you. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't try to hold on a second yeah. now, You're like, gals. Oh, like they think I'm a pervert. I better get out yeah. of here. I'm scaring these children. I better get out of here. Not right. let me continue to try to talk to you. No, I'm now I'm going to reason with you to come. Also, right. anytime, and we've talked about stuff like this, but that idea that a man's sitting in a car, hey, come over here. Yeah. Fuck you. We're we're doing our thing yeah. over here. Like, what are you and even doing? Adults don't need to talk to children or ask them for directions or help in any fucking a- way. In 2021, and that is the year, by the Jesus. way, 
adults shouldn't talk to children no. unless they're their own children right. or they have a note from the parent of the children <laughs> that that child knows them. Yeah. It is bad. It is a bad idea yes. for you to talk to a child at all. There's no reason. Stay away. They don't want to fucking ever... talk to you. I've spoken to children and they talk to me first. <laughs> like my neighbor kid is like, what they started you, it. Oh, like wants to know about what the cat, my cats are doing, you know? <laughs> so I'll talk. To you. One time, I think I've told you the story. One time, you know, that street, I think it's Silver Lake Boulevard, but it's the one that goes up behind um, Hyperion, where it's oh, all residential. Park. That's Griffith Park. Yeah. Griffith Park. Yeah. So it's kind of up behind. But like yeah. if you were going to the Lyric Hyperion, you would park, maybe park up yeah. there. That street. Oh, yeah. That's Griffith Park. OK. So I'm driving down that street at night because yeah. I'm going to go to the Lyric Hyperion sure. trying to find a parking spot. And I look out of the corner of my eye and there is like a nine year old boy running up the sidewalk. Oh, my God. And I'm looking and I'm like, I don't like this at all. So I roll down my window and I'm just kind of driving along. And he run, he's looks over at me as he's running. And I go, are you OK? And he goes, oh, yeah. And then I go, OK. And then I just <laughs> drive away. For a jog? <laughs> a I, I think it was like he went to the car and then he was walking ah, back to his, like running back to his house instead you. of walking. But it. It was that kind of thing. Once last time you seen like a young kid running alone at night. No. It, none of that was okay. Jarring. It's like when you see a dog without a, a, a leash on, you're like, something's not right. There's no, especially yes. in LA, I guess maybe only. There's no reason for that to be <laughs> happening. And then it's <laughs> no just some reason. fucking person's dog. And you're like, put your fucking dog on a leash. What are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> put your, and also put your son on a That's leash. That's right. That's right. Don't make him run down to the mailbox. <laughs> God, I'm so, okay. It's anyway, nap time for me. We're done. We have three done. ads. We, we can skip the ads. Oh, thank guys, God. we have to we have to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not discuss oh, it yeah. yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Carol, Carol, and and Spencer, Spencer, <laughs> Thank you both. Look, Carol and Carol. It's Carol and Carol signing off. Uh, we appreciate stay sexy. you and don't get and we, wait, and we love you stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye, goodbye Carol <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one Elvis do you want a cookie ah!